A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight-errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. The horse market of Thepperd covers several acres of territory. Many pavilions are pitched, including some exotic tents from foreign lands. Strings of horses and ponies are staked out and well-guarded through the market area. The market opens early in the day, which buyers wandering around looking at their leisure are, are encountering many fine beasts, and Sir Golston is among them. So, uh what are you what are you looking for? What what are you looking around for? I'm looking for good horses that I can maybe breed with like the mountain horses that I have back home. I know they're not going to be on the level of these like supernatural, like otherworldly, muscular, giganto horses that I just saw get stolen before my eyes. But I mean that's no reason for me to not. Um, try to do as best as I can. So like I'm I'm looking for potential investments for next year. Um, and basically just like studs that can mate with the with the mountain horses and that'll that'll make something good uh that'll that'll get this get this operation going. So kind of looking around um um there's this one uh, horse dealer that you notice um who has um, a fine selection of Cambrian ponies, including round season sumters at a Libra apiece. A I mean, but you have that. That's not necessarily something that you want to, like, you know, breed with. You already have that. Um, so, like, the guy also has, like, um, like some dapple gray amblers. Um, you know, he's saying... Uh, eight Libra for the pair, uh, but um, like you, as you're talking, he seems more wanting to just sell horses straight out right. Um, and can you make me a horsemanship roll? Uh, just missed it. Twelve on an eleven. Yeah, they. I mean, they seem a great deal, but you have them. Um, I'll I'll let you go with a stewardship roll. Oh, okay. Uh, two on a five. First off, check your stewardship. Um, but secondly, like you, you again, you have these at home, and if you're looking for something to breed, breed with, you should probably start looking at some higher end horses. And to do that, you should probably yeah. ask around a bit more. Yeah. So, like, I try to seem as appreciative as I can uh, to this person who's like showing me their horses and their wares and stuff. Uh, but I am gonna like kind of like you said, ask around and just kind of see like what that next level is. Because like, like you said, I already have the the Sumters and stuff and, you know, I can well enough breed those on my own. Uh, but yeah, I want to see like, if there's any really like, just like prize, prize, you know, prize horses around that, um, that could, that could get this going. But at the same time, knowing that there's nothing I can really commit to mm. too much right now. Ah, sir, you should see Joseph of Kent. He has horses suitable for a king's gift. 
And where does this Joseph reside? Um, he points out to one of the conical um, tents in the distance. It's like green and white. Ah, and I, uh, yeah, so like I'll make my way over there and kind of see what's up. Yeah, I mean, like it, it takes you a while to move around and you're looking at um, horses. You ask a few other people, jo- Joseph again, this way, that way. Oh, that one over there. So eventually you make your way over there and um, you meet the gentleman and says, here, sirs, are the most special and unique horses in all the land and all of Britain. Look at this one here. Have you seen such a beauty? Only 30 Libra, um, gentlemen. And that's true today. It would fetch me 40 in London. Um, it appears to be like a white Irish courser. Or this one, a courser which has been trained to swim in deep water with an armored man on his back. Only 25 Libra. It's a chestnut Norman breed. Or how about this one? An offspring of Hooves of the Wind, the famous Arabian Black. It is sleek, pine bulb, crossbreed, lighter than body um, than the usual Norman horse. It has mo- yeah. only uh, 17 Libra. Or, sir, do you, or your lord, or that lady you've been with, have a young son? Here's a sight for you. A Shetland pony trained as a charger. Have you ever seen anything like it? As fierce as a mastiff, too. Only said Vinti Libra. You should see the little guy. I had a hire to train him. It's like, they're all very interesting to him. He definitely loves the... Uh, he's definitely kind of dazzled by the description of that uh, that Arabian horse. Or the offspring of that like uh, famed Arabian horse. And like the 17 uh, Libra is like a lot, but it sounds like closer to in his ballpark that like maybe I could come here like a year from now, like worst case scenario, two years from now and like get something like this and then like just really kick it off. And like, but that's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's somebody like um, in like a car dealership who's just like, uh, you know, trying to like say like, yeah, like, I mean, maybe like this like Ferrari is actually like a really good investment for my future. And, uh, you know, like he, he loves it and wants it. Uh, but he's just like, yeah. I don't know. This I feel Rolex, like this might have. Yeah. The Rolex isn't a watch. It's a bank account that tells time. Yeah. I feel like this kind of might have been like, um, okay, so like he tried to definitely uh, tell himself that this is like a business trip. It's been like a lot more of like a pleasure trip of just like him riding out and like seeing like uh, horses and stuff, which he's super interested in. Uh, but he's also kind of like thinking like the men that stole the the horses from Sir Gowder. I mean, like who who are they trying to sell to? Like who who are they going to try to eventually pawn off these like super recognizable, super distinctive horses? And like he's kind of wondering of like would I see these show up at a place like this? And like and he's he's going to he's going to ask around um you're definitely in the right spot to be asking people about horses. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna see if uh if um Sir if uh if Joseph uh knows anything about uh it's gonna kind of be like how's he gonna bring it up? He's gonna be like uh so did you hear uh hear about the misfortune that befell Sir Goddard? Uh, no misfortune, no, just this business here. Oh, uh, okay. Uh it's just seems like it was a uh, quite a uh, you know quite a misfortune. I I I I don't mean to gossip, and I I won't 
I won't bother you with the details, but yeah. You see Baldrick tugging on your sleeves. I look over to him. I'm like, what? And he's like, uh, sir, maybe the news hasn't reached here yet. Ah. <clears throat> maybe, maybe it, uh, and he's trying to the, the think about it, but his poor young innocent brain is having a hard time coping with the idea that someone would steal something and then sell it before it became hot. But in so many words, he kind of tries to impart that to you. Like, yeah, I, I drop it. I drop it. But I, um, I kind of like ask, uh, if he's heard of, uh, Sir Goddard's horses. I mean, surely he has being a horseman himself. Can you describe them? Uh, giant black horses, um, built for, built for a giant to ride. And, uh, you know, muscles like you've never seen. Like yourself, then. <laughs> I suppose so. Well, <sighs> three black nestriers, you say. And he smiles. Why, yes, everyone is talking about them. They're in the stall at the Cliff of Warwick over the, what, the other side of the market over there. Sorry, what was the last thing you just said? They are at the stall at of Cliff of Warwick over... The other side of the market there, and he points. Oh, Cliff, interesting. Cliff as in Clifford, not like a cliff. Oh, you, you don't say. And like, uh, okay, so like in my head, I'm just like, all right, they're, so the horses are already here. And uh, he's going to go check out, uh, you know, Clifford's stall or whatever. And when you get there, um, Cliff is very glad to show him the, show you the horses. Um well, here they are, a match set, you know. And you look up you look up um and you see like like five black horses and he says, But if you only want three, oh I, I hate to break up the set. I'm gonna like just ask him very point blank. Like uh well first I'll say like these are truly beautiful specimens, and then I'm gonna kind of like ask him just like straight out though, but how did you come upon these? Oh, uh I'm a breeder, you know. These are the finest chargers of Norman breed around. And when he says that, um, you notice that he said chargers and not destriers. I mean, is he, um, I don't know. Do, do I have any way to kind of like appraise this man and figure out like if he's lying to me or if he's, because uh, uh, I'm trying to be. Real trusting. I'm trying, okay. I'm trying to basically kind of be upfront about like. Like, yeah, I'm asking you, like, how did you get these? Um, and I might even say, well, we'll see how this, this goes, but I might even say, um, oh, 13 on a 14. You believe him. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, uh, a friend of mine who I just visited uh, had some horses similar to these. Destriers, he called them. Oh, Destriers. Well, then you want to see Robert the Friesian on the other side of the market. Ah, Indeed. Are these guys like playing a game with me? I'm wondering. Uh, but yeah, I ride out to uh, to Robert. <laughs> so you go back to the other side of the market, and I'm guessing you're asking Robert about Destriers. Yeah. So what do you say? At this point, Golston is kind of tired and aggravated, and uh, he'll finally get there. And he's like, "You are you Robert?" Yeah. Uh, fine shop you? you have here. Uh, I'm wondering if you uh, have heard of Destriers. Oh yeah, uh, just they're they're amazing, but you just can't 
you can't just lump all Destriers together. Each one is a very unique one. They got their own personalities. They got their own trading. They got their own colors. Um, these over here, um, yeah, uh, I could probably do 27 Libron. You know, they, they go for 35 in London. And uh, I, so, like, he's he's showing them off as if he actually has them. I'm going to ask, like, where did you come upon these? And you're looking around, and they're all different shades of color. Okay, they're not the, like the three black beauties. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a very dark one that could almost pass for black if you didn't see what was going on, but... Okay, yeah. I don't really think the horses are in this market. Um, and basically kind of feeling like most of these horses are very out of his league. Uh, Golston is probably going to like be thinking about leaving the market and he's like feeling a bit deflated uh, at this whole experience. Cause like, you know, he wanted to like see some, some prize horses that he could buy next year. And, or maybe he wanted to like save the day and, and find Gouders horses and, and, you know, like get some kind of like a uh, horse as a reward or something. And like all these just different, like long shot scenarios playing out in his head that he's like, Oh man. But he, uh, yeah, so he's close. Just like, yeah, he's kind of just like, Shit. all right. What do you say, Baldrick? Do we, do we call it in for today? And he's kind of just like, you know, he's looking out. Uh, the, this is like a horse market, like a, I'm picturing like an open kind of horse market with like different, uh, stalls and vendors and and uh stables and whatever or something and you know he's still like kind of looking and admiring like these different horses that he's seeing but it's like he's leaving the carnival basically yeah and Baldrick's like oh well it was fun to look at least um it's not like we could really afford one anyways but perhaps um we'll know where to come next time when we actually have something i mean and, sorry uh, you Sir, and uh, yeah, like Golston is like, well, uh, indeed, and we conduct an important research, uh, it's it's for our future business, yeah, it'll be a tax write off for uh, uh, when April comes, right? Indeed, Golston so, doesn't know how to read, yeah, but luckily, you, you have a brother who does now, that is, yeah, that is pretty lucky, yeah. So, um, like dejected, you leave the horse market and just continue the, the loop around north just to see what else is around here and uh you overnight at this place called primrose manor and uh there's a delightful uh lady who hosts you um she you know it's a it's a modest dinner um and she's she's talking about how um yeah um like it's it's beef and venison which is pretty nice uh but she says that She's basically like a widow, and her husband was a wonderful man, a very famous knight of uh, prowess and chivalry, but um, he was treated unfairly by his liege, and you're left with only this little manner to ourselves. He's died and left me all alone to raise this boy, and like there's like this little kid just like playing around with a wooden sword. Golston feels bad about her story, uh, but he does appreciate her, her hospitality and uh, tries to make it yeah. known. And as you're drinking your wine and uh, chewing on your venison, the boy comes up to you and says, Hey, mister. Why, hello there, young boy. It's it's Sir Evan. I'm going to be a famous knight one day, just like my dad. 
And I'm just like kind of looking at him, like kind of pretty entertained by it. And I like rub his head and I'm just like, are you now? And I say, well, put that sword up. Let me see your stance. And I'm kind of just like playing along with him. So yeah, you're kind of like in the hall afterwards when all things are kind of get cleared up. Oh, I should get my shield first too. All knights need a shield. I saw yours ah, when I was getting thinking. in. So he, he runs back and get, like he's holds this like wooden waster sword that he has. And he's like struggling under this large heater shield. And it's like, this one's my dad's and it's going to be mine someday. And he's getting ready into his stance. And then you're looking at it. And can you roll me heraldry? Uh, that's a fail. Um, 15 on a six. Let's see. Okay. Um, he's not that famous, but so you don't quite pass, but it looks very, very familiar. Kind of like one you saw a few days ago, but not exactly like it. Jeez. Okay. I'm gonna actually does a plus 10 make a difference. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would get a 15 on a 16 actually. Yeah. Um, so that actually, that is a pass, but, um, yeah, it's nearly the same as uh, the one you saw the other day for that knight stealing the horses. It's not quite it, but almost. Interesting. And um, I'm when uh, when I finish playing with the little boy, I'm going to uh, you know when appropriate. I'm going to speak to the widow again, and I'm going to basically like ask um you know i don't i don't mean to intrude but how was it that your husband passed oh is there enough not enough sorrow in this world already oh man you know honorably in battle i mean it's been like about five years ago now i'll say um you, you think back of battles five years ago and you remember the king arthur's campaign in ireland oh right I wonder if he was part of the Battle of Terra, but I won't like, I won't push, but I'll, I'll kind of say, um, uh, your young son, Evan, he's, he's got a lot of spirit to him. I saw him, uh, you know, even, even for a young child is, uh, his swordsmanship and, and, uh, you know, it's all very impressive. That shield he was holding, um, your husband's I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, it's, well, when my son comes of age, he'll he'll inherit the arms. But uh, yeah, he and he and his brother always wanted to be famous knights. Your your husband's brother. Yes, um, Sir Garand the Lesser. And like, uh, I think the wheels are kind of like turning in Golston's head. Um, like, okay, I think Sir Garand is the horse thief in his head. He's not saying that out loud, and he's just like, um, and uh, and you're. Your brother's husband is—is is he still a knight? Is he still? Yeah, he um he holds a uh, Warmgate Castle just um half day's ride from here. It's near this um old pier. It's hardly ever used any used for shipping anymore. But you know he passed um passed this way uh you know with some horses probably from Thetford, and yeah, fine looking horses by the look of them. Golston kind of nods and like in his head, he's just like, all right, um, I know where the horses are. And, um, you know, he's not going to really kind of like fill her in. First of all, he doesn't want to cause any sort of like family disruptions or, or tell this, this poor widow that, uh, 
her husband's brother is like resorted to horse thievery or anything like that. It's just not really his place, uh, but he is going to pursue and, uh, you know, maybe pay the castle a visit and even just talk to the man, you know, not, it's not going to go in there sword drawn uh, yet. Maybe he will. He doesn't really know, but he knows that he's going to uh, set out to the castle and that maybe this wasn't a bust. Are you leaving immediately or are you planning on leaving the next morning? I'll leave the next morning. Um, I'm not trying to like uh, raise any suspicions or or anything like that. Super cute. Thanks. So uh, the next morning you get a bit of a late start. Um, you know, the little Sir Evan wants to hear all the stories of the night and you're having a hard time kind of like separating yourself from him. Um, and you ride through um, the forest um, north towards Worm- Wormagay Castle, and um, you get there close to nightfall. It actually took you uh, longer than you thought it'd take. Um, but looking off, you see it's um, uh, like a Mountain Bailey Castle, and a new palisade is surrounding the Bailey. And can I get a uh, awareness roll, please? Uh, fail. 12 on an 11. Yeah. Um, castle seems quiet. I'm kind of wondering, like... Oh, sorry. One second. All right. So I arrive there. It's nightfall. I'm kind of, like, looking around. Um, what do I, like... I don't... I don't... I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure out if I kind of just, like, try to make myself a guest here and, like, and, and try to talk to uh, Sir something the less sir garen the lesser or if i'm just kind of kind of like scout around his uh premises and see if he's keeping the horses like somewhere unprotected and i think i'm gonna do the second actually okay yeah. on behalf of a friend i mean you're looking at the castle it doesn't appear to be like any i'm like moving around lights but it's dark and like you kind of hear like the river going off in the background so um you're making your way and like since you failed your awareness role, you kind of like you're just are you riding or are you leading uh Kelly? I'm definitely riding still. So yeah, you kind of like ride around um the pal side and then like like because you failed your awareness role, like you just suddenly silhouette yourself um against the the night sky and as you like go around and like there's a group of men at the docks. And looks like they're starting to load horses onto a barge. And, like, everyone's just looking at you. Well, shit. Um, how many of the men are there? Um, you see uh, one obvious knight with um, a shield that looks a lot like the one little Sir Evan had. Um, you see another man, about your size, uh wearing some uh, chain mail. He appears to be some sort of like either an esquire or man at arms. And you see a couple grooms leading the horses. It's tough because I feel outmatched, so I'm not going to ride up on them. But uh, if they load these horses onto the boat, this is probably uh, this is probably where this trail ends because I don't know where these boats are going at all. So... Uh, Golson kind of hesitates and he's kind of trying to like size up the night and, uh, you know, he's trying to like kind of count out the, uh, like how this would, how this would play out. 
Uh, but like remembering that fighting is always uncertain. Uh, he's not going to press his luck and, and uh, try to fight them. And I think he's going to uh, kind of like observe what he can and then just speed off into the night. Um, well, the, the knight with the familiar looking shield um, uh, shouts over to his men, get those horses on there. I'll take care of this one. And he lowers his visor and starts charging you. All right, bring so it. He's making the decision for you. Yeah, all right. Okay, you, you'll make it easy for me then. Would you like to counter charge or do something else? I will counter charge him. Already. Um, do you want to impassion it all or no? I kind of want to uh, try to impassion my honor um, because, because I'm being challenged by a thief and... Uh, this is a thief that is stolen from a host, uh, you know, like a friend and a host. So, and um, this thief is a knight who, if he's a thief, and yeah, a knight, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, does not doesn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, honor's fair. Um, he's also going to, well, actually, he's not going to impassion because, actually, hold on, let me see. Does he have a, actually, he does not have an appropriate uh, passion. So, so uh, impassioning works for me. I get a five on a 19. All right. That gives you a plus 10. I'm guessing you're going spear expertise for your lance. Yeah, definitely. Um, using the using the skills I got here. So let's see. Uh, 14 out of 25. Well, that's very close to critting. But uh, yeah, um, he succeeds too, but you've got better. So you could roll your horse damage, which I think is 66. 26. Right, that's above his knockdown, so he's going to roll and stay on. Uh, he barely stays on. Um, he's, like, wobbly in the saddle, and, uh, sorry, 26. All right, he takes quite a bit of damage there. He actually give him a major wound, so he's going to just try to roll to stay conscious. He stays conscious, and... Yeah, so you basically, you lance him hard. He's barely in the saddle, but uh, he's going to, um, like, draw his sword and try to slash at you. And uh, probably kind of riding high from that strong hit, antagonizing him a little bit, saying, like, face me, you coward. And uh, just kind of like, you know, a lot of the fights I've been in have been under the pretense of a tournament and have been, like, a little bit more cordial. And this is kind of like... One of the first times he's really kind of like, uh, you know, like this anger is like in him and he's just like, you know, like, face me, you coward. And as you see that, the the first horse is like shuttled onto the barge and um, he, he's going to try to slash at you. You have an unbroken um, lance, so you can you could charge again if you like. Yeah, I'm going to let him have it. And I'm hoping that... Uh... You know, this is going to be the one that's going to, uh, you know, at the very least, even if these horses get away, I want to make sure he's not going to profit from it. Um, you know, he challenged my life and I'm going to give it my all. All right. So spear expertise and I'm still impassioned, right? Yep. All right. 13 on a 25. All right. He got a 14. So he barely beats you. But you, you get your shield bonus. Uh, 22 damage. So you got your armor, your shield, and your chivalric bonus. Uh, 22 before or after uh, armor and stuff? Oh, before. Okay, uh, let's see. So how much do you actually take? 
so I have 14 points of armor and then uh, plus three for my uh, chivalry. That's how that works, right? So, so, yeah, yeah. So, seven points. Yeah. Okay. So, you take it to seven point wound um, after armor. Not enough to trigger a, a knockdown check. Um, your spear's unbroken. It's round three. The first horse is just about onto the barge. He's going to try to slash at you with the horse uh, with his sword again. Are you on spear still? Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to like just keep letting him have it until my spear breaks, basically. All right. Okay. Uh, 11 on a 25. Yeah, you, you beat him. He rolled a three. So you roll your 66 horse damage. 28. So he takes 10 points after armor. Um, not quite a major wound. But and not quite knocked down. Um, so he he's looking pretty bad off though. Um, it's the the second horse is being kind of scuttled up um, onto the the dock, and this guy shouts back, "Come on, you fool! Help me!" And the other man, um, the man at arms who is kind of helping um, the horses horses get on, starts coming at you. But you have a round to to do this again. So he's going to try to sword you again. Yeah, and I'm going to just fucking ride at him hard again. Yeah, and your your spears or your your lance is still unbroken because you still got an even number. Uh, two on a uh, 25. Uh, he fails his sword roll and like kind of drops his sword, but it's like tied on with a little um, like strap. But he like you. You hit him pretty hard, even with only a two. So it's like one of those weird things where, like, he tried to parry a lance with a sword, but he still got hit. Roll your uh, 66. 22. Uh, yeah, you, you see him, like, pitch over, and he goes unconscious. It falls off the horse and takes more damage. And this other guy is closing in on you, and your spear is still unbroken, or your lance is still unbroken. I look at the one that's coming towards me now, and uh, you know he's he's on foot right now, and I'm I'm still on the horse. He's on a horse charging oh, right he's at on you. A horse. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, if there's any like moment of time in between the action, I'm gonna say like, is this really worth it? Uh, but yeah, I'm just charging him. Like, uh, if he wanted to relent, uh, he had the opportunity, but it's not. Uh, it's not looking like that. Yeah. Um. And you, as you're looking, you see the second horse is loaded on to the barge, and the men around are really, really, really uh, trying fast to get uh, the third horse to go. So this man lowers a spear at you. All right. For my uh, spear expertise roll, that's a 15 on a 25. Uh, but you're still impassioned. You you still hit. You beat him. But he gets a shield. So roll your 66. 19. All right. He takes you know quite a bit of damage there. And like uh, he's moving around. And like as he gals back around, you're seeing like, red kind of dribbled down and uh he's like holding his chest um as he's going but he's gonna try one more time to spear you one well he failed oh okay not bad so like um i guess at the last moment you see his spear like dip a little bit and 
catching the ground and you're able to somehow get get yours in it. It's really awkward, but it hits a hit. Uh, 16 that time around. Not my best either, but still still happy for it. He stays in the saddle, but uh I mean make it yeah, he he's and he stays conscious, but he's bleeding pretty hard. Um and he kind of just like drops the the spear and like puts his hands up um as the third horse is being scooted onto the barge. Okay, so now that his hands are up, I'm I'm just going right over to the barge and I'm gonna try to fucking get them to stop. I'm just screaming out the whole time, stop that barge! Stop it now if you wanna live, and I'm galloping over there. All right. Um what kind of uh Actually, can you make me a Valorous roll? See if you can, like, intimidate him. Not missed it. Uh, 16 on a 15. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of looking at you confused. Um, they, they, the guy holding the horse kind of probably didn't hear you. And another guy's just, like, standing there holding a rope. And he just, like, lets go of the rope. Oh, my God. It's like I'm, I'm just trying to gallop to the dock. I'm probably not getting there in time. And I'm like, like, uh... I don't know, like uh, part of him wants to jump in and swim after them if he wasn't wearing this damned armor. So you're going closer to the, the dock, right? Yeah, yeah. So can you make me a horsemanship roll? Uh, pass, four on an 11. All right. Um, Kelly is going to make a skill roll. Kelly um, passes his bite. and he... That's right, Kelly. <laughs> and... Because it's cinematically appropriate, the, the, the third horse gets on just as um, Kelly bites the rope as it's dropping. And, like, you're just kind of standing there and, like, you got three horses and, like, a startled groom on the ferry and, like, another startled groom on the side of the dock. And your horse is just, like, in his teeth holding everything in place. Oh, my God. I am so impressed with Kelly. I, I think I'm going to try to get off the horse and uh, and try to, like, pull the rope with, like, all my might. And uh, I don't know, like, how big of a boat this is or if this is just, like, a ridiculous task. But I'm trying to, like, just do anything I can to get them from leaving shore. Sure. Uh, just... uh, you and Kelly will roll strength together. I'm trying to remember what a charger strength might be. So we'll roll that together. So your strength is 10. Yeah, and I got a three on that roll. I'm just going to roll. All right. Yeah, um, the, the two of you together, like, are just keeping it there. And, like, it's the water is not very tough. So, like, eventually you get to the point where you, like, tie, like, you get enough slack that you can tie it off on Kelly and pull it back. But, like, um, the the uh the groom on the dock kind of just like runs away and you see the groom that's on the um like the barge just dive into the water and start swimming away and like you're just kind of pulling these horses back onto shore um yeah. like the bulger comes up with your train of horses and you got even more horses and like that uh that Wounded man at arms is kind of just like shuffling forward towards you. Um, he's now dismounted. So I yell at the fleeing grooms. I'm like, be gone, you horse thieving cowards. And then I see the man that's coming at me. 
And I'm just like, and you, you want some more? And I take my sword out and I'm just kind of like pacing up to him. Like, like you want me to finish this deal? You want to roll uh forgiving vengeful? Yeah. Is he coming at me? Like, uh, like to keep fighting or is he just, uh, is he done? Cause if he's done, I'll, I'll let he him. He does not have a weapon out. Um, he, he dropped his uh, spear on the charge. Remember? Yeah. Okay. So um, if that's the case that I'm going to kind of, uh, you know, I'll scowl at him and I'll, I'll yell, I'll yell at him, but, uh, and I'll, I'll call him a horse thieving coward as well. Uh, but if he doesn't, if he's, if he's going to, um, if he's going to stay calm, then he can keep his life. Uh, but I am going to like point my sword at him and say, keep your distance, you scoundrel. And he starts um, removing his helmet and he says, I've only done what my Lord bid asked me to do. And I'm sure you may have done it the same in my place, brother. And as he pulls out the helmet, uh, you recognize uh, none other than Esquire Noddins. Wait, Noddins, uh, my my actual brother? Yep. You're uh, the fourth brother who there was not enough money tonight has become, despite being older than you, is an Esquire. I, I look at him and I'm just like, would you have killed your own brother on the battlefield for some horses? He's going to make a trait roll. Uh, forgive me, I've I only do what my knight bait asked me to, but it appears that I'm no longer in his service. And he points down to the body of the uh, Sir um, Sir, what's his name? The lesser. <laughs> Golston is like so upset and just like uh, so distraught that uh, first of all, that he almost killed his brother, that his brother almost killed him, but that his brother is kind of like stooped to this really low level. And uh, Golston doesn't buy this whole, um, you know, I was just doing what my Lord told me to do. And like, you would have done the same. Golston is like, um, you're not fit. You're not fit to be a knight undeserving of that title. And I do not hold it. And um, Golston is going to kind of shake his head at him. And uh, he's going to just leave him there. Leave him there to kind of uh, wallow in that. But he's going to say as his final words, Brother Nodens, I pray that you find a better path. And I I, I collect the horses and uh, I set out to to return them to um, to Gorder, God, Sir Gorder. Well, I guess check your vengeful. Yeah, what a shock uh, to Golston. Wow. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it just only a few years ago you were telling your one true lady love that uh, if your lord asked you to do something, um, that you do it despite knowing it was wrong? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And I suppose like as I ride and I, I contemplate on it, uh, I can kind of see his position and how is he to know that I would be the one to come looking for these horses? And, you know, he's bound by his duty. Perhaps I was too hard on him, but he could see my face, right? Or he knows of me and my my heraldry. Does he? He never really know. stayed around to ask. It's true. I'm feeling kind of bad. And, um, you know, maybe if it's not too late, I'll tell Baldrick, stop, stop the horses. And then, like, when Baldrick's kind of, like, inquiring, like, what are we doing? I'm just like, I need to go back and get my brother. 
need to bring him to Lily's stream to try to give him a better life than this. And by the time you get back, your brother, the two uh, horses, and the body of Sir Grand the Lesser are already gone. So okay. you you take the horses to Colchester. It's a nearby castle in which uh, Count Belobris, um was reported to be at. They are his horses, after all, even though, um, uh, you know, his um, his uh, marshal was the one looking after him. They are his horses. And he's, you know, quite ecstatic to uh, to uh, see, like, li- quite literally a king's ransom return to him. And he, he, he feasts you and you tell him the tale of how you recovered him. And... Uh, yeah, is there what what sort of uh, boon would you ask of him? Because he says literally, name your price. I mean, I'm just going to tell him like I would accept whatever you see fit, but just know that I risked my life to get these horses back. I just could not bear to live with the fact that such prized horses could just merely be the property of thieves, especially knowing what they're worth from. Sir, Go- Sir Gorder, uh, when, when he showed me them, and just out of love for horsemanship, um, I fought my own brother to get these horses back. We nearly killed each other on the battlefield. I mean, this is before we knew, this is, this is behind the veil of our armor, before we knew uh, who it was we were fighting, but nevertheless, I tell you, sir, I almost killed my own brother. And I'm kind of just like, uh, you know, I, I'm actually kind of grieved grievous right now about this and i'm just like so whatever you see fit but just try to keep in mind the the troubles i've i've faced to get this i'm not sure my relationship with my brother can ever be repaired after what transpired not that this is any of your concern i i I'm, i don't think he's going to give me a, a horse or at least one of those horses but i'm going to tell him like i'm an aspiring horseman myself looking to get into the horse trade I find mountain ponies, and I'm looking looking to expand that business. All right. Um, true, he's not going to give you one of these horses. But he does say um, I'm, that uh, he'll see you all set right, and uh, I'll, maybe we'll talk some breeding uh, during next winter phase. Oh, e- excellent. Many yeah. thanks to you. Um, would you like to roll uh, um, all right to see how well your tail turned out? I mean, I'll try. Can I impassion love family because of... Um, Actually, that'd be very appropriate. Although you should probably remove one from love family beforehand, and then you can impassion it. Yep, that's totally fair. Uh, so that works. Four on a 17. So plus 10 to your or eight. All right. And that's a pass because that will be uh, a six on an 18. Yeah, it's a, it's quite a heartful so- story. And... Uh, um, like it, it's kind of anticlimactic because you're you're sent off with like agreements for like horse breeding and a large large sack of money and like goods equaling uh, 250 libra. So not quite a horse, but uh, I mean, not not quite one of those horses. But you know, imagine what you could build with that. And like, uh, yeah. And as you're uh, making your way back to Lily Stream, um. Riding off into the sunset. Um, I don't know, what what are um, Sir Golston's uh, final thoughts on the matter? 
uh, he's super happy to have this money. This is like just really going to help kick off Lily's stream, but it's almost like he can't enjoy it because of what happened with his brother. And, um, you know, he really like regrets the way he, he handled treating his brother, especially like remembering what Lady Avielli said. Uh, and he's just like kind of disappointed that when he went back, like he wasn't there. Uh, but I don't know. He's um, he's just kind of hoping that it's it's not too late because he loves his family. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to become estranged with with any of his brothers, it, even though like even though he loves to kick their ass and stuff and like tournaments, uh, he doesn't want to fight them like that ever. That felt very bad for him um, after the fact, which is kind of scary to him as well, because he uh, became so like enraptured in that battle and was ready to, to take blood and uh, do whatever needed to be done. But at the same time, like his brother was just kind of a pawn in, in that other man's uh, that other man's story. So he's just kind of feeling like a little bit gutted over that. He's happy that it's been a more bountiful trip than he could have ever planned. And he still feels like he did the right thing. But he's just really sad about about Noden's being caught in the crossfire of this whole situation. And that's the, like probably the only thing he's thinking about. Yeah, I mean, is it fair that you, the the younger brother, are a knight and he is not? Maybe situations would have been different if uh, I don't know your your father had like was better, well off, able to knight all his sons, or maybe if uh, he chose a different life, like uh, brother Griffey. And um, in Golston's mind, like there's there's hope for him yet, and uh, we'll we'll get him, and we'll we'll you know. We'll try to we'll try to bring him back into the fold, and and this will this will be okay. Like our, our, you know, we'll laugh about this someday, perhaps. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.